Hi guys, welcome to the Mentality Podcast. Today we have got David Burtwistle. David will mostly be known from the hit Netflix show, Too Hot to Handle. Well, I handled David for a good hour and uh, we had a really good chat. We had a great chat about him being a TV personality and how he has shot to fame over the last few months. David is also a strength and conditioning coach after studying at St. Mary's University in London. And he has also studied nutrition and has experience from working with a range of clients all over the world with that. He also played a couple of years down at London Wasps Rugby Club. In this chat, David was brutally honest about fame and what it brings. This was right in the aftermath as well, after the show had come out. And David was really, really good at laying out the good and the bad of fame, the pressure that he has to deal with after having a surge of people to his Instagram with in and around one and a half million followers. He talks about the pressure that he deals with, but also he spoke about how he sympathises with those who come out of Love Island to a completely different life. It was great to analyse this with David, who has of course sort of lived a similar life and something similar in, in how he's just shot to stardom and shot to fame. We talk about mental health, we talk about ego, and we talk about how he plans to model himself going forward, what his responsibility is with that, and how he wants to balance the TV personality persona too. David was an absolute legend during our Strength in Mind campaign and put a really meaningful message out there around his own life and what he's been through too. So cheers for that, David, and cheers for the honest and raw chat. Enjoy this podcast, guys. I think we're very, very lucky to have someone at the top in terms of fame talking really honestly about where he sits in life right now podcast is sponsored by better you which are an award-winning natural health brand and better you specializes in the pill-free supplementation of nutrients that have been underrepresented or simply omitted due to our modern diet and lifestyles including transdermal magnesium and oral vitamin sprays i use it religiously i really really appreciate the support guys to be able to do these podcasts to be able to put this stuff out there and and keep the journey going keep us on track with with what we need to do and to help and inspire people too so thank you guys for sponsoring it and without further ado enjoy the podcast good good mate i've just geared the long version i off off mic i've just geared the (laughs) old uh the long version of the old concussion syndrome and stuff, mate. But good to see you. Good to see you, and, and good to have you. And um, I'm pretty looking forward to this, pal. I'm looking forward to this chat um, and this podcast. What, what yeah, have you been same, up? Man. Yeah, what have you been up to, mate? I, I know life's a bit crazy for you at the minute, but what, what's uh, what's been up? What you've been up to? We've been in this last week. Yeah, so um, I think like the main the main thing. For me, this last week has just been kind of learning a lot about um, the actual the racism and, and the the Black Lives Matter campaign. That's been something mm. that's been really prominent um, for me over the past week. Um, just kind of like educating myself about it and and understanding more about that. Like, you know, I've, I've been working a lot and uh, just kind of getting my head around what else is going around and going on in the world too. So yeah, yeah, that's that's been pretty much the main thing for me it's mate it seems like it's um i think especially over this past few months it's certainly been a crazy time for everyone i think with the fact that that the society has not been running as normal and there's been people you know being in lockdown being in quarantine and then there's been like the easing of restrictions people sort of trying to find a new way of life and then you know this this movement, which is is extremely just, with Black Lives Matter um, and and the stuff that's going on there, it seems like it's it's um, well, I guess it's really sort of um, it, it's really needed. It's really it's really something that needs to happen, and and everyone's sort of trying to find their way for how they can involve themselves, find their way for how they're um, chipping in with it, and and it's 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 pretty crazy. It's pretty. Um, it's pretty different to be going on, going on with, and mate, I just think that we should probably chat about your life, mate, for now. You know, let's let's get on to to some of that. And um, yeah, I found sure. it, 
I found it really interesting, mate, looking looking into it. I know we got connected together and we got linked together. Um, but the, the, the real interest that, that I've got to chat to you, mate, um, is around some of the stuff that, that you do, some of the stuff that you talk about, and the blend of, of this, this mega show that you've been on just as, just as of late, just recently, um, on Two Hot to Handle. And I, I mentioned it in the email, but it's... I find it really, well, really cool, but really sort of interesting. Um, the chats that you have, the sort of understanding that I think you're start, you're starting to come onto and, and learn about, and this stuff with self work, self development, um, and you know, there's there's that sort of show that's erupted, I guess, on Netflix, um, which is sort of a bit like Love Island, but it's got a bit of a blend of of the self work, the self development in itself, and um, I'd love to have a chat around that. I'd love to have a chat around um, what life's like for you now, and, and and maybe how you manage both of them. You know, what what does it look like for you, and um, we can go from there, mate. And, and uh, let us know what life's been like for you handling that. Um, it's been an education straight away, mm. that's for sure. <laughs> so it's been a it's been a learning curve. That's all we need, um, mate, isn't it? Yeah, like there's. I think that with the with the success of the show, there's there's pros and cons of it. Like there's mm. benefits of having um, having such a kind of ex big exposure. There's 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 some like you know cons of it as well. There's like a lot more eyes on me and like what I do, and um, I think that it's really. I suppose like coming out of it and and the show doing really well I just I like I personally didn't change right so like the show comes out then loads of people know who I am but I'm still the same person I'm still acting the same as I was mm. before the show came out when no one was looking at me and what I now am becoming much more aware of is that there is more implications of the actions that I take and um, people have an interest in in what I do, and like that's a good thing. But also, you know, it means that if I make a mistake, then it does get amplified. Um, mm. And that is, it's been interesting because, like, you know, everyone's got an opinion, and instead of in the past, the everyone being like my circle of friends, it's yeah. now, it's now like. Millions of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and so that's been it, interesting. You know, I've had to learn, especially with like understanding how to behave a little bit more with regards to um, I suppose how to manage a lot of people talking at me. Mm. Um, mm like the show came out and like everyone that has my phone number was like messaging me. Yeah, you know, and, like, yeah, you, know, yeah. you get like 50, 60, 80 messages and like sit, I wake up and I've got like three or four hours of just like moving my thumbs trying to like <laughs> reply to people. Um, so like that was kind of a interesting thing to kind of get used to. Um, and the same with like DMs and messages and, con and uh, comments on insta and all that kind of stuff just kind of getting used to that change and then people being a lot more um i suppose engaged in what i say which like is great when i'm trying to put out a message of like positivity and and like health and fitness and all of that stuff like that's great um but then also it's like you know if you realize you do something slightly wrong then you've got to i've got to be aware that a lot more people are going to be upset by that um yeah. so i think you know just to be more considered with some of the actions that i take you know mm. not just being able to be like oh well if i say something it's only going to be a couple of my friends that see it it's not going to be too much of a problem you can kind of talk to people and you can understand you can like they can understand your perspective um one-on-one -on -one. Whereas now yeah. I have to consider how things go out to a much wider audience of people, which is not something I've ever like really had to do before. 
Um, yeah. so that's interesting. Mate, it's interesting because um, I've heard this before and I think it's, it's something really relevant, um, especially for shows like, you know, Too Hot to Handle or um, uh, Love Island and, and stuff like that. If, I think, you know, when you think in terms of, of the attention and when you think in terms of the stuff that's thrown at you um, through social media and stuff, um, we don't really know the effects of it. Do you know, like there's not been many studies of uh, a mass increase in attention, a mass increase in, in social media use and, and people sort of having their eyes in and, and looking at you. Like it, it's, it's almost like without knowing the effects and without knowing the, the, the causes of it and, and, and how best for, for someone to navigate it um after it's happened it's like almost saying to a you know an alcoholic look right all we know what the effects of this is but here you go have a look at um all of these 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 bits of alcohol that you can have and just leaving the cupboard open and just the access being like relentless the access being sort of constant um but we don't know like you've had a massive change you've had a massive spike as you said like in, in the people that are sort of give you attention and people that speak to you we don't know the effects, and um, I do think that when you think about the things with Love Island and, and that sort of stuff, um, that there's got to be that sort of uh, thing to, to think about around it, or, or that sort of stuff put in place around it, so that you can best work through it and best navigate, and yeah. you know, the thing with the social media is, is you'll get so many opinions, you'll get so many opinions. I know as an athlete, um, it might be on performance, it might be on something as a social in your social life, but you sort of need to zone in on on the people that that you you are happy to to have as your validation. You know, you have to sort of understand that. And and, and like you said before, before it was just like a circle of your inner people. But I think it can get to a stage where there's that many things that's that's flying out here, and, and you're sort of second guessing what's going on. Yeah. You, you know, it's it's really sort of powerful to sort of have drawn out and have understood who, who the people are that, that you sort of don't seek validation, but you accept their opinions from, you know, and you accept accept that. So that that's something that I feel strongly about when you're talking about these shows, you're talking about the spikes of, of, of interest in, in individuals. Um, just because I know that, you know, in the past as an athlete, it's... It's it's similar. Like as an eighteen year old, I'd, I'd I'd make my debut and um, going from doing my A level A levels at school, knocking about with my mates and 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 in the lessons and, and going out for uh, dinner time, you know, completing my A levels and stuff like that. Three three months later or three weeks later, I think it was, um, I'd be playing at Wembley and, and I'd be able to to go out and play with my childhood heroes. And then and the next thing you're like, wow, okay. This is, a, this is a bit of a different world. It's a bit of a different thing to operate in here. And it's it's just it's. I don't think that's on any scale similar to what you've had. But I think it is just that sort of transition. You know, it's, it's sometimes in life people get a gradual transition. But I think um, it's it's really important to know that it can it can weigh heavy and it, it can sort of be something that you've got to think about and, and deal with at the same time too. Um, yeah. It's, it's. I think that actually is really similar, to be honest, to what mm. you just described. Like, because you know, sports fans are so invested; they yeah. are passionate, like really, really passionate. So I can imagine that the kind of responses would be quite, quite extreme. Um, mm. You don't. I imagine you don't get many like moderate messages. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> definitely mixed, definitely mixed to say, say, yeah. say the least, mate. Um, yeah. So I can imagine it is quite similar. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, just going from, from a place where you don't really have much attention to where you're getting a lot of attention is, um, it's an adjustment for mm. sure. And um, like, it, I can kind of, I can see why you know, people who've done Love Island, for example, find it really difficult. Like mm. now I'm kind of in this situation, I can see why they would find it difficult because like we, I filmed this show like a, a, like a year ago and, mm. um, and then I had the whole year to kind of process what had happened on the show and 
um, understand it and kind of mentally prepare as much as possible for the show coming out. But like the guys on Love Island, like they're doing this and they're in that tiny bubble for like 10 weeks or 11 weeks or whatever it is. And then they come out and people have already watched it, already know who they are. And they might have twice as many, three times as many followers mm. as me. And um, just exploding this attention. And you got all the magazines and everything. And they've gone from living in a bubble where they can't even speak to their friends. No. Like they're living in this completely isolated thing to where everybody ha <clears throat> has an opinion on them. Mm. And um, I can just see how that is just so anxiety inducing, so overwhelming for that that group of people and why it's so difficult for them um, kind of coming yeah. out, coming into this environment because it's just being unable or not knowing how to... Um, how to handle how to deal with this situation and i think what you said earlier was so spot on like learning whose opinion you value and whose opinion is just something you hear and mm. that's something that i'm like kind of getting to a point now where okay i've got the people that i know the people that know me like when they say something to me like i'll seek out opinion from the people that i value you know from like my family from my close friends i'll ask them like what do you guys think of this what do you think of that? Could you think I could have done something better? Um, and then, you know, based on what they say, that'll mm -hmm. give me insight into what I should do. Because I think like, if I stay true to my values, if I stay true to what is like me at my core and the people around me who are like grounded and mature people, then I'll know I'll be kind of doing the right thing overall, generally, like you can yeah. still slip up and you can still make mistakes. Um, you know, and I, I made one this week with an image that I posted on my on my personal page, which um, you know I I made a mistake and I used the wrong image and I should have sought seeked permission from the person whose image I was using anyway. Um, but like I've learned from that, and it's something which you know you're not you're not going to be perfect and you are going to slip up. But I mm -hmm. think if you can kind of try to to um, learn and be humble and then hopefully move forward from it then you're going to be in a better position than before um but it is you know it's it's you see people's opinions you see what mm. people think about you and i think that what i try to do is almost like look at those opinions objectively and kind of read it and think okay well Okay, so that's kind of putting them into this category of opinion and then someone else's opinion is like kind of opposing to that. Someone mm. else's opinion is like over here. And it just almost like it's a survey of data. Yeah, and I yeah. can try and like understand the general consensus from um, people's opinion. And that's, that's something which I'm trying to do more of. But it is, yeah. it's tricky. It's tricky, mate. And, and do you think that there should be some sort of structure for these people that, that come out on, um, you know, on, out, come out of Love, uh, Love Island and, and different shows like this? Do you think there should be some sort of structure? Or is there any structure that you know of um, coming into dealing with this stuff? Maybe it's a progression that needs to happen. So, like, we had, um, we had a psychologist that talked us through things whilst we were there and since coming out. Um, like we've had social media training, um, but I think it's, you know, you, you don't, it's like you can train as much as you want, can't you? You can train as much as you want yeah. on the pit, on, on like the training field, but like nothing compares you to playing at Wembley. No, like you can't really prepare for that. Like the atmosphere is different. The crowd's different. Like the intensity is different. That like all of these things, your energy is different. All of these mm. things are different than you can't prepare for this no. um, on a training field. And it, I think it's the same for someone like myself is that we can learn the theory of like how to behave and like what you should do and like trying to understand your emotions, but nothing prepares you for being right in the middle of it and actually yeah. having to go through it. Um, this is the learning now, I guess, isn't it? This is the, this is the sort of proper training um, you know, this is the proper moment where you train. And 
I think I think being an athlete and, and especially you know someone that's that's in the public eye for that and and, and I've I've had um, good moments and bad moments um, in my career as we, as we spoke about. But I think like you you know you talk a lot about ego. I know you talk a lot about that and in 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 the stuff that you've spoke about with like Ben Bidwell, Nick Professor, and, and some of the other podcasts, which I think's pretty cool mate to, to sort of balance out all this stuff that you're going through and I think that will probably um, serve you uh, going forward um, to, to know and to have that understanding that sort of space from from the character I guess that we put out there and it's, it's pretty deep this but like you know as a as an athlete or as someone who's on, on television like yourself I think that, that it is important to distinguish the um, you know yourself that goes home, that eats dinner with your family, that that speaks with your mates, your close mates, compared to that sort of that job, that sort of um, character that that you that you go pursue, whether that's um, smashing people up on a field or whether that's um, you know going and, and and doing these shows like you do, mate. It's um, it's definitely something that that's that's worth noting. Um, and, and I think you know more understanding between that is 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 pretty powerful and, and pretty important. And have you done any any looking at that? Like, have you ever have you ever like I know you've had a bit of a, a mindset coach and stuff like that. Do you, is it is anything that you've you've dealt with um, in terms of that? Like how you, how you can manage it? Well, ego especially is, I think the the what. understanding your own emotional intelligence and like mm. I think the more that I've become aware of how I feel and um, and why I feel that way mm -hmm. the more that I've been able to keep my ego in check yeah you know, because like <clears throat> when I was a younger when I was a younger kid I was very reactive and like hot-headed and um, just like defensive and therefore I built up this ego and this pride about myself and I was like super proud person um, which meant like I couldn't apologize so if you're really mm. proud you won't apologize because if you apologize you admit wrongdoing effectively mm. um, but then like I think it's just over time I started to realize that actually like if you're looking to move forward instead um, you know if, if if you're not willing to apologize, then that just leaves you almost like a dead end in a conversation. Yeah. But if your goal is to move forward, if your goal is to be better, if your goal is to understand, um, to become more educated, if your goal is to achieve those things, then an apology allows you to do that. And um, actually it doesn't, make you less of a man to apologize and uh, mm. i think that it's it's just almost like this reinforcement that we've had through media through culture and media that um makes us think that as a man we shouldn't apologize or as a man we should be proud and that you know we shouldn't take a backward step and there's you know certain times when you have to stand your ground but actually if you can like, understand someone else's perspective and then you can kind of like take your ego and start like move it out of mm. the way, then mm. you'll move forward a lot quicker as a person. And like, that's something that, you know, I've had to do this past week is take my ego out of the, um, out of the situation, like completely humble myself over what happened because, you know, like, like I said, like I posted a photo of someone and I, di I personally didn't think it was wrong initially, which is why I posted it. And then when I was having a conversation with that person, I had to remove that ego from the situation so that um, I could look at the, the situation objectively instead of subjectively. Yeah, exactly. So like, to be able to understand the situation, I have to almost become like a neutral person and mm. that's what i found the best thing to do if you're having like a disagreement with someone or if you're in a position where you're you've got differences of opinion 
then try to make yourself in the put yourself in the middle so that you can look at it from a position where you have no preconceived ideas mm. allows you to understand things better from different perspectives and therefore you can come to like this conclusion a lot easier um an ego often i found is it's something that stops you from doing that because it's almost like pulling you pulling you back to your side and just saying stay here stay on your side don't look at anything else like mm -hmm. you're right like everything that reinforces that you know and i i didn't really understand it but when i start to think of ego as like a personified character yeah right so like you've got like david and then within david there's this personified character of, of called ego if I can like every now and then I just go ego, would you just mind fucking off for a minute? And uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> leave me to it for one minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you can just fucking sit in the corner, pal, that'd be great. And then I can start looking at things from a different perspective. And I find that by doing that, it makes it makes a big difference. But it took a lot of uh, it took time for me to get to this point because mm. there was times when that ego, that personified ego was so big inside me, there's, there's no way for me to separate yeah. it. So I had to make it smaller anyway before I could then completely disconnect. And I think that's just come from, from talking to people, mm -hmm. from reframing in my head, what is the goal? Like yeah. that, the, what's the goal of the conversation? And like in relationships, I find like, especially with girls, if I get into arguments, it's not, I'm, try, I'm not trying to prove that I'm right, because if I'm trying to prove that I'm right, I'm also trying to prove that they're wrong. Mm. No, I'm trying to get to a resolution. I'm trying to understand you and you understand me and then us go, okay, cool. Well, we now see each other. I mm. see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Let's come together to find a solution to that and let's move forward. Yeah, I like it, mate. I honestly think that it's, um, it's really smart of you or it's really sort of encouraging to hear that you know, someone who's had this spike is, is actually talking about this stuff and um, I think it is a way to, to understand it and, and ego for so many things is, is there to keep us safe and, and it's, you know, it's sort of the old sort of programming in our brains and it's, it's there to keep us safe, it's there to sort of acknowledge the ideas of what we believe is successful in the world, what we believe will um, keep us safe and, and, you know, whether that's with interactions with other men, whether that's um, with interactions with with women, um, it's all sort of like sort of calculating to keep keep what you're saying valid and 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 to keep. I think it's misconceived in a lot of ways because everyone's got an ego. I think people just think sometimes that it's just oh, if you've got a bigger ego, it's it's someone who's big headed and, and someone who's arrogant. But everyone's got one, and everyone can show some understanding towards it and show some understanding towards how it's helping them, but also sometimes hindering them. Um, and, you know, like I think of my career as a as a, a young Uber player coming up and like I was, I'm a level-headed guy, you know, like I, I'm quite humble in, in, in what happens, but, or what I say or, or, or the actions that, that I, I try and take on, I'll never sort of um, say it's all about me, but in the way that I came up as a player, you know, and it's normal, this is the way to make it. You've got to be single-minded on doing everything to, to sort of have the best game. You want to be the best player on the team. You want to get the achievements. You want to win um, Challenge Cups, the Grand Finals. Um, but I had that many experiences that sort of that I did it and then there'd be another experience of a long-term injury and a long stint of rehab. And it'd stop that sort of pursuit, if you, if you, if you know what I mean. It'd start like, it, I'd get to periods where that, sort of mentality wasn't serving me anymore so I'd have to get to a point where right what's going on I'd have to, have to, I'd have to look at the activity that's going on in my mind and, and a lot of that at the time was negative because I wasn't able to go out and do the stuff that I'd been doing all my life you know and, and being a monologue which is what, what the ego takes form of and that sort of internal chatter was being negative. I'd walk over to a, um, uh, a seated row, or I'd, I'd go do an exercise. I've got to do rehab for my shoulder. I'm like, oh, I've done this before. Like, 
and I'd be giving myself a load of shit and it's sort of all negative, it's not it's not really good. It's just painting that narrative or you know, producing that story which we all do. Humans work from narratives, but you've got to understand when it's not helpful and you've got to sort of become more aware of it. Um and that's that's what started for me, I think it was when I brought mentality out when about twenty two or twelve months injured with a ACL um, I had to understand what that inner monologue was telling me to do, to understand when it wasn't helpful, to understand when there wasn't evidence behind it and, and evidence behind what, what, was, what was being said in my mind, um, which is priceless. And, and then off the back of that, you understand what's actually worked for you on a deep, deep sort of level. Um, you know, what behaviours work for you on a deep sort of level. And, and I think when you can zone back to that and be more authentic and, and sort of understand yourself, but then behave from that. It's it's pretty powerful. It's pretty sort of. It's it's almost like magic when you when you when you can come back to that, and and still manage. Still manage the activities that, that your ego's got to do. You just you just understand it a bit more. You can see it a bit clearer. Um, and and meditation for me, mate, is has been massive. I've been lucky enough to do twenty thirty minutes every day of this lockdown, and it's sort of makes everything a bit clearer for you. If you can imagine having your Google Chrome browser loaded up constantly full of different widgets, full of different tabs, it's just like being able to close off them tabs. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like a rebuild, bit yeah. of a clearing. And it's it's something that I've been really grateful for this period to be able to, to zone in on and, and to do. And um, meditation has, has, has been massive for me. Um, so... I'm wondering if, if there's anything anything that you put in place for that to help you with. Do you know? Do you meditate, or do you sort of look at different ways to get into that process and, and get a bit clearer? Um, interesting. So I don't really meditate that much, to be honest. Um, or, or maybe I do in a different way. But like, I suppose yeah. the the thing that I do to kind of, like you said, clear the tabs on your on your browser. Mm. I suppose for me, it's like training is one of those things for me. Actually, like going out and running or lifting weights helps me to do that. Because um, I like, I, you know, if I train, then I don't have my, I won't be looking through Instagram. I won't be WhatsApping yeah. people. It's very much like about that thing. I'm very present, present in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, the other thing will be that I, if there's something going on, I'm lucky in that I've got good support system around me of, mm -hmm. of kind of close friends and family. So if there's something going on, like I, will, I, I have the ability to sit down with them and talk very openly, very like safely about whatever it is. And to be able to then just focus on that topic and that one thing and process it, mm -hmm. um, which allows me to kind of move forward with it. The, um, the other day it was the first time that I'd really had a chance to just like stop doing everything I, I was like I just led on the floor in in my spare room with like my feet up the wall and just for like half an hour I didn't like I didn't listen to anything I didn't like look mm. at anything on my phone I just sat there lying on the floor just like thinking about things and just I suppose like deliberately focusing my mind on this one thing and almost, I think that it's, for me, I try to think of it like a path that I'm trying to walk down. So mm -hmm. like when I think about something, I go, okay, so like, this is the first thing, okay, so that's gonna move on to this, and that's gonna move on to this, and that's gonna move on to this. And I think that, you know, it's easy, sometimes it's easy to, to end up going in circles, yeah. and you end up kind of just relaying the same point over and over again. And, you know, I know that some people find meditation really beneficial for not allowing that to happen, but actually mm -hmm. making yourself go forward. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's those things that I said, it's training, it's running, it's talking openly with my friends and family. And occasionally, although I don't do it very often, it's sitting with like nothing on and just like mm -hmm. becoming deep into my thought. Yeah. I don't really follow much like, guided meditation as such um but i think it's like um following certain rules in my life as to how to help anyway so 
um, putting things in my diary of like what it is I need to do and almost like it means that I can mentally check them off. So yeah. like whatever is on my diary for that day, then once I've done that thing, I can be like, sweet, done. And then it's like the tabs yeah, closed yeah. from my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. About. Like, okay, that's done. And then once I've kind of got through to that point of the day where I'm like, sweet, I've done all these things, then, um, then the tabs have kind of closed and I can then just like focus on whatever it is. The, the interesting thing is that when it becomes a much bigger subject or a much bigger task, how do I then manage that? Mm-hmm. And like generally I'll, I'll try and break whatever it is into root, like much smaller um, tasks or much smaller problems to fix and then progress through them like that. So that mm. again, it's it's taking something large and making it small, and then putting it into my diary to to kind of yep. ensure that I'm. It's like if I have something floating around in my head, I, it's like metaphorically being able to grab that thing that's floating and put it into my phone. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I'm going to deal with you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Shine you out. <laughs> yeah. Until then, you can just shut the fuck up and go sit over there. <laughs> like, mate, our, our, our brains are great for having ideas, but not storing them. That's, that's, that's the issue, mate. That's the issue. Um, but yeah, that, that's all sort of a, a way of mind management, mind management. And um, it's it's needed, pal, especially with, with, with what you've got going on and especially with some of the stuff that you want to get going and, and, and sort of learning at the minute. Um, and, and the one, as I flicked through Too Hot to Handle, um, as I flicked through that, that show, the one part of it which um, I recognise from some of the stuff that, that's been involved at Mentality and um, some of the stuff I've spoken to people about um, was the eye gazing. And this yeah. sort of, uh, it surprised me because, you know, as a programme, I've, 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 um, I've resisted, I'll tell you now, mate, I've resisted watching Love Island or not wanted to watch it uh, at all. Um, it's not my cup of tea, but I think that, that this goes on to an interesting blend, this too hot to handle, because, you know, I think to get people in the door, it's it's very similar to Love Island, it's very similar to that stuff, and, and people love that, people go and watch it. Um, but, you know, there's there's... I can't remember if it's episode three or something that you sort of end up leaning into um, on episode three, but you all do a bit of eye gazing with, I think it's just the females. Um, yeah. But I know that that, that sort of process um, can lead you into a bit of a, a different um, way of seeing someone and a different way of, of um, feeling into what's going on. You become very present and... I imagine you know you see a lot more of, of, of the person that, that that's just sort of bounded around and, and banded about on the uh, on the show. Um, what was that process like for you, mate? And and um, what was all the setup like around it? Like you know, how did the producers get you into it? And what yeah, how, how did that dude, come about? Um, it was powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was powerful. Um, so I think they made, like it started off the the workshop itself. It started off of us doing like it was all about um, expressing yourself without talking. So it was body language, effectively, and like mm. connecting with someone without talking to them. And uh, so we started off by doing by hugging each other. And in order to <clears throat> you had to to relay an emotion um, by 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 hugging someone right. and um, so that's what we kind of did to start off with and uh, that was that was great like I was partnered with Rhonda her and I had a great friendship already which was cool and um, and so it was a good opportunity to kind of like get more in touch with how someone talk or how someone displays emotions through through without talking through body language and mm-hmm. um, and then we went on to the to the eye gazing, and it was it was just they just literally said, okay guys, so all we want you to do, <clears throat> just look into each other's eyes, not have to talk, don't move, um, try not to laugh or anything, just like look into each other's eyes for five minutes. Mm. Um, you know, it might be a little bit uncomfortable to start off with, but just like you know, give it your best. And I'm yeah. like, right, okay. Mm. 
So that's it. We just look at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awkward. That's okay. You're, you're gonna film us just looking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know how much, how much good TV this is gonna produce, but okay, <laughs> let's do it. You want to do it? Let's do it. Why not? Let's see what happens. And um, yeah, like you're right. We, you know, we looked. I was with Rhonda and, and we, uh, we we were looking at each other and it is a bit awkward to start off with like the first mm. two minutes. It's like you're kind of uncomfortable because when you look into someone's eyes, it, you know, we're kind of, we never do it for very long in, in mm. normal life. We don't look into each other's eyes for very long in normal life. And so you have that like after like five or six seconds, it's a little bit uncomfortable. It's a little bit like, you know, I don't feel like I should look at you anymore and you have to like push <laughs> yeah. through that uncomfortable <laughs> feeling. You want to laugh to break it up because obviously like getting real with someone is a little bit scary and a little bit uncomfortable. But if you get through that, if you push through that feeling of like uncomfortableness, then um, it then gets like you kind of go into that next level. You know, you think about like surface layer is where you start and then you kind of go down to that next level where you're comfortable looking at someone. And then for me, it went down into another next level where I started to see uh, Rhonda and just and just staring at her eyes and, and everything else kind of just like faded away. And mm. then I started to really see all these pieces of information that Rhonda had, had said over the course of the time that we were there. You know, like the things I knew about her that she told me about her past and as well, like the person that I was getting to know. Um, and all of these things that were like all over the place, they started to just like line up in a straight line and I could just like put them all together and, and look through them all and, and like really understand and really mm -hmm. see her. And, um, and that just, it became really powerful and really emotional for me out of nowhere. I just had this like understanding of who she was and um, just like this wave of emotion kind of came over me and um, I guess it was just like, wow, you're such an incredible person for being able mm. to go through the struggles that you've had in life and still be this amazing person now. And that was like, I suppose it was a bit of a pivotal moment for me to be able to kind of see someone like that, but also to kind of push through um, and commit to doing it. Because you have to commit yourself. You have to mentally yeah. be like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do this. And even though it's uncomfortable, I'm going to go through it. And emotionally, it was challenging, but you kind of, you know, I pushed on and, and got to a better place. So, yeah, man, that's pretty much how, how they set it up. And then after like five minutes, um they're just like okay guys you can you can relax now if you want and most of the team are like laughing about it like oh that was silly and i'm there yeah. like, Ooh, i'm so sorry that really worked that really, like, really oh, worked. that was so powerful oh my god <laughs> like wiping my fucking face with eye because yeah. i had tears coming down but like in such shock i'm like wonder i don't know what's going on why am i crying and then yeah like explaining to her i said yeah that's yeah man that is powerful um and and when when not everyone's because i know with stuff like this and and it's obviously a different setting because you're on a, a show which is different to what you normally do stuff like this and, and the environment's important um you know did you feel a bit like that, that those guys that were laughing about it might have just been thinking oh i don't want to delve into that bit or i don't want to speak about that um i'm just going to laugh it off or do you reckon that they actually did have different experiences? Because I think if you're doing something like that for five minutes, it's it's pretty powerful, like you said. Like it's pretty focused, pretty present. Like you know, yeah. how do you feel about the reaction from from everyone else? And I mean, I can't really. It's hard. I can't really like speak for the other guys as to like how yeah. their experience was because you know, like. Whether they did feel something or whether they didn't, I, I don't really know. It could have been that they did feel something and they were laughing it off, or it could be that they yeah. didn't properly commit to it and therefore they didn't get to that same place. Yeah. Um, but like you know, the 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 team, the production team that were making that were setting it up, like they were very 
um, like guys that take this seriously. Like they were very much trying to help us get to the get to that point. Mm-hmm. It could have been that <clears throat> the people that were doing it were not necessarily aware of it because it wasn't so like uh, hard hitting as as like my personal experience. It could have been that that was the case. Um, but it, you know, like the truth is that what whether it was that one thing or whether it was um, just the culmination of all of the things that we went through as a group, we all became really close off the back. Yeah. And that the like friendships that developed, I've got such depth to them um, that it's, you know, I developed friendships with these guys, which are deeper than some of the friendships I've had with guys um, for years and years and years. And actually Mm. like being in that environment and being with those people um, and going through those things means it, it taught me that, you know, that time isn't the thing which bonds a relationship. Shared mm. struggle, shared joy, and being open and vulnerable, and, and that's the things which create a relationship. And it could be a friendship, it could be a romantic relationship, whatever it is, like, that's how you get close with people. And I mm. think that's one of, you know, why if you're um, on a sports team or if you're on in the army, um you have such strong bonds with the people that you are with because you're collectively working towards the same goal you're going through this real hardship with each other struggle pain difficulty setback but then you have these moments of elation and joy and happiness where you're like everyone knows and everyone's there and everyone's supporting each other and so you have that like real bond which is so different to any other kind of relationship i think do you think do you feel like you're sort of accessing a bit of a different um way to view the world or way to to operate with whether that's romantically or whether that's with your friends like because you know i think as you get older the more you learn and the more experiences you have you learn um and you sort of realize what's important to you you also realize that there's different ways to do things do you know like and i think we talked about about ego earlier like it's all sort of ego sort of like all external it's all sort of like ideas based it's all sort of like thinking that that's the way to go because that's what's presented to us all the time as a society but you know from the experience that you've had there um you know you for five minutes you've you stared someone else right into the eyes and you've had a really physical sort of reaction and you've had a, a powerful emotional reaction um and it's it's sort of like I guess it's juggling or looking at different ways that, that you can go about it, you know, and I think, you know, I think back to, to, to my time when I was a bit younger and, um, you know, you sort of just do what's presented to you, but once you sort of uncover, there's another way to look at it and another way to go about it. Do you think that that's something that you're going to juggle going forward? Like, do you think that that is something that you'll pay more attention to or, because um, I think it'd be so easy um, and so easy for someone in your position to sort of, as we said, like the, the tragedies with, with Love Island, that, you know, people can can be so focused on the superficial. Um, how, how would you see yourself going forward, like, based off the experience that you've had um, as of late and, and you know, what, what you want to do going forward is it a responsibility that you've got as a role model that that, that you want to show different sides of it because there's such a strong idea of, of what it could be and a strong idea of, of what it's um usually is for for someone to operate from from your position and, and for who you know who, who where you found yourself but do you have a sort of a strong governance or conviction that 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 you will continue to pursue looking at it like this and pursue putting stuff out which is I guess um, a little bit different to what people are used to but healthy and and, and good to, to sort of navigate forward with yourself that's a really good question because it's, it's, it's hard isn't it it's, it's in the Instagram game it's um, you know you- yeah right. i think like the truth is that it's it's part of who i am so my social media presence is 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 me 
Like that's yeah. the, the truth is that my my posts and everything, like I really think and feel what it is that I post, then actually it's it's important for me to always be authentic and real and genuine. And um you know, like this is part of of my personal journey and the show was was a catalyst but like i've been doing work before and i'm still continuing to do work now and learn and understand and talk and and go through it so there's you know i i feel like if i can help other people to get to a place where they understand their emotions more mm-hmm. um and they are better connected with themselves then i'm going to definitely try and do that and there's some some ways that I'm gonna do it by sharing relevant content, like I've you know reposted multiple posts that you've done because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something which is important for people to see, and you do it in such a great way, which is very clear, very straightforward, and um, it gets to the point. Whereas like my what I try and do is almost share stories from my experience and. Um, and talk openly about things and almost try and like I want to make it cool effectively yeah for sure sure. I want to try and make like physical health and mental health and mentality like as equal as one another Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so it's interesting because effectively I'm like you know if I started posting content all the time that was similar to what you do most of my audience would fuck off because <laughs> right now they don't care <laughs> and yeah. that's the truth and yeah. um so i have to effectively like balance what's going on like talking about mindset talking about mentality talking about relationships and vulnerability but also mm-hmm. continue talking about fitness and lifestyle and continue talking about health and food and also just the other things the fun stuff that's going on in in my life so it's like a lot of different topics which I will be continuing to talk about because effectively like my social is a page of my life and there's all these different areas which are important and hopefully by people seeing a guy that has done a show that's on Netflix worldwide that's got an audience of like a million people that I don't know that likes training that likes going and having some drinks with his mates that likes going to the cinema that likes driving cars and motorbikes but also likes talking about emotions and mentality that people might be like oh well that's actually like maybe we should be doing this as well like maybe Mm. we should be talking about our emotions a little bit more and maybe actually it is a good idea for guys to be a little bit more emotionally available a lot of your posts really are authentic you know you're you're sort of delivering a good message through your post and, and, and your being who you are um, and, you know, whether or, or not the, the followers gone up by a million or not, you know, you've, you've got to be who you are and, and yourself and put out positive messages, which, and people do want to see um, a variation. People do want to see a variation. It's, it's, it's just, it's just what's needed um, and, and what people enjoy. So it's good to see that, mate. It's good to see. Um, and I guess I guess it'd be good to ask you, um, it'd be good to, to speak a bit about um, your nutrition side of things and, and your exercise side of things. Like, you know, where where are you going with that, and 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 what's that been before, and what do you see that evolving to? With like fitness and nutrition, for me, it's I'm now in a place where I'm not looking to change my body shape, right? So like from like a in the past when I was training at the gym, like originally it was to be better at rugby and then it got into to look better. And now I'm in a position where I train to feel good. I train to, to stay fit, to stay healthy, to, to like look after my body for the long term. And, um, just so that I'm like physically fit, like the other day, you know, I've been kind of thinking this year that I was going to run a marathon at some point like that was my physical challenge for this year and then last week I just kind of thought on a Friday I was like yeah I think I'm gonna run the marathon tomorrow so like I just woke up on on Saturday morning put my trainers on and just like went for a run and uh and and like smashed out this marathon which I was like really happy about and that's why I train I train because I want to be able to just do something I want to be able to just like 
if someone says, oh, Dave, do you want to do this? I'll be like, yeah, cool, let's do that. And like, yeah. not really worry too much about um, what the thing is. Yeah. Um, it's it's just so sort of like fun. It's like the, 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 the ability to just go and do it and to, to be in it. Exactly, mate. It's, it's very much that's the, that's the point. The point is for me to be able to just be able to go and do things and not be held back by my body because, you know, my body's the vehicle which carries my mindset through this world, just carries mm. my consciousness through the world. It's like when you start thinking like, if you think of a car, yeah, you've got the vehicle itself, the car is mm. what's moving your, your body through the, through the world, like around the world. And that's mm. how I kind of think of my body is like, I want my body to be like a really powerful, strong car that can just go forever and ever. Um, yeah. I don't want it to be some shit, rusty, old Metro that's got yeah. like a one liter engine and like shit brakes. Like I want it to be like a really fucking high end sports car, man. So, yeah. um, so, so you, did you, I know you mentioned you played a bit of rugby. Did you end up bashing your vehicle to smithereens as well or not? <laughs> yeah. Dude, like I was, um, so like I played, I got like England 16s and then off the back mm. of that, I played uh, London Wasps um, nice. in their academy for like two years, like training full time with them. And then, mm. but like when I was 17, I did my ACL and mm. so spent the the kind of second half of my second year at Wasps in the rehab process with my ACL mm. reconstruction so then like you know unfortunately when it came to contract talks they were like unfortunately you're not be able to progress to the point where we want you to because of your injury therefore we're not gonna give you a contract um which was a massive shame because you know they were very positive about how things were going to go at the start and at the end of the first year and then you know that's just the way it goes um mm. so then i played like semi-pro for a couple of years but you know multiple torn hamstrings like dislocated ac joint broken fingers um like i've had three operations on my ankle and an acl reconstruction and this is by the time i'm like 22 and i'm like fuck this i'm not getting paid enough to to do this <laughs> like david except that you're never going to play for england except you're never going to play in the european cup yeah. like your career is done mate so stop trying to claw onto something that isn't going to happen anymore so yeah. like I stopped playing uh, 15s and played sevens um, for like a couple more years at mm. like a decent standard, um, but not like, I never played for England or anything, but I was mm. playing on the GB sevens circuit, which was really cool. Like a lot nice. of fun. Um, but then, yeah, I just kind of thought to myself, like I want to be able to like do everything when I'm older like I don't mm. want to be so battered and bruised that my body's unable to to do what I want it to do. Like I want to be able to run after my kids, and I want to be able to like, mm. like I don't know, climb a mountain if if they want to go climbing. Like I want to be able mm. to be physically capable. So I just thought, now nah, you've got to start thinking a little bit smarter because the the return on this investment with your body uh, while playing rugby for me wasn't worth wasn't worth it you know mm, so it's um yeah mate it's it's um a crazy thing you've got to navigate like man I've, I've got the aches and pains now that you're probably talking about that you you stopped that's why you stopped i've got the aches and pains and um you mentioned it a bit earlier like the people in sport or the people in the army like they have that journey that they're all on and they're all on for and that's like the the most like rewarding thing and you sort of I've sort of sacrificed, if you like, my body <laughs> and, um, you know, all the ailments that I've had made, the injuries and stuff. And, um, yeah, I imagine you, you'll you be able to climb that mountain a lot quicker than me, mate, in uh, in 20 years <laughs> going right. forward. Um, but, yeah, and and how did you how did you get into the uh, nutrition and, and coaching side of it? Is that a transition that, that you decided to do straight from there, mate, and, and to, to be able to coach? And I know you do a lot of stuff online with coaching and nutrition stuff yeah it's been a um 
Well, so like whilst I was at WAFS, so I spent a lot of time with the strength and conditioning team and I found it really interesting. So then I went mm. to uni and studied strength and conditioning at university. Um, and because I think I was kind of inspired by them really. Mm. And um, like being in that environment is, it's like, wow, you know, you're working with top level athletes. And anyway, then I came out of uni and then realized what it would be like to have to get a job <laughs> as a strength and conditioning coach and like how much you have to give up and mm. how much like how many years it takes to just get to a position where you're maybe even getting paid and then like I was like fucking hell the actual career of an SNC coach is it's pretty difficult I was like yeah. that's fucking that's hard um and the lifestyle and stuff it's it's you know you've got to love it to do it um mm. And I think that my mindset at the time was like, I need to kind of maybe move on rather than cling on to what mm. was. So then I started working with, 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 um, kind of your everyday athlete, your, you know, your everyday Joe type person, people from all different walks of life. And then just kind of like upskilled myself over the, over the years, learning more about nutrition, um, and like practicing on myself. And then, then I think it was really like, three, four years ago that I started getting into the online space because mm. um, I realized that like PT is one way of, of doing it, but there's multiple ways to skin a cat. And actually um, working with someone online, the way that I do it is I can provide them with all of the information, the knowledge, the support mm. and the structure, um, and even some technical feedback on movement dynamics because of video, you know, video yeah. recording. Although it might not be in that present moment, like being able to cue someone and whatnot, you can, like I talk through movements with, with clients. So like they're getting a really well-rounded service, um, a fraction of the cost of having a PT, you know, like mm. they get all the structure, they get all of the support, all of the accountability, like they get video analysis and, um, also like me looking at it from a holistic, sustainable, long-term approach. Like which it. all of that for like a fraction of the cost of what it would be to work with a PT or work with me as a PT client. So mm. I just, it just started to make more sense. And, and then, you know, I kind of combined that with the flexibility of being able to work online instead of in a physical space meant that mm -hmm. actually it was a bit of a no brainer um, to be able to do that. So I can help more people It's because it's more time efficient. So I can actually work with more clients and um, it gives me the flexibility to do that from wherever in the world I happen to be. Because like that's the the cool thing is that now I work online. Like I got clients in Sweden, Australia, Hong Kong, America, UK, yeah. Europe. Like it doesn't matter where they are in the world. You know, you can you can help people from from all over. So yeah, it was it's a it's been a really cool experience, and um, it's I think like that online coaching industry is starting to grow a little bit and um people are believing in it a bit more and actually lockdowns meant that we're all kind of working much more online anyway um so people are used to it now mate people are getting a lot more done online and and i think it'll carry over so you know that structure that you've got in place will i think will be even more relevant now people are used to being online and used to doing the, the stuff over zoom and, and uh, all those different things mate so it's uh good that you've got it it's uh it's good that you've got it mate and if you need any support with it just give me a shout or um anything mate you know like just give us a shout and we'll, we'll keep going but Thanks, yeah conscious of time mate and and you know we've had you for a bit we've had you for an hour and well just um, just over an hour uh but really good chat mate i think i think um I really do think, mate, that, that the, some of the stuff that you're saying, some of the stuff that you're learning is really, really valuable, I think, um, especially for, for someone who um, has had that, that bike and that sort of really quick transition um, into into it. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's really refreshing to see someone talking about it openly, someone talking about it um, in a way which everyone can learn from and, and sort of understand the other side of it, mate. So... I'm fully grateful and thankful for you spending some time chatting to me and um, yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful that, that we've we've managed to have this chat and, and uh, I've learned quite a lot from it, bud. 
Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate your, your time this morning. It's been good to talk to you. And actually, I, I get such a, a big benefit personally from, from talking, you know, because it, it's like for anyone, if you've got some stuff going on, just talking to your mate about it, like it helps you to process and understand. Like the more you kind of talk about stuff, the more you normalize it and, and process it in your own head as well. So yeah. even just me talking to you, it makes everything clearer in my mind as well. So yeah, sure. it's good. For sure. Cheers, David. Thank you, mate. You're welcome, pal. Cheers. Cheers.